The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. No, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. Uh, we're trying to do- get a donation drive for Saints Drunk History. We have only 18 donations, people. If you want Drunk Saints History Season 2, you got to donate 20 bucks. Click on the button, do it. Uh, we have awesome topics like 2006 season, uh, 2008 season, uh, why we hated Jim Hazlitt. I have... 12 fantastic topics, plus players' careers like Bobby Hebert, Will Smith. It's going to be great. You need to do it. Uh, anyway, Drunk have we done? Uh, have we done Dalton Hilliard yet? We have not. We need to do him. We might do him. I, I, I'm calling dibs on that yeah. one. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, Atlanta's winning 17-7. to uh, The Saints are just going to have to do it themselves. Um People are just there, there's no way the Bucks are going to beat these guys. No, the Bucks. <laughs> they look like shit. The Bucks look. I mean, they move in the ball, but they just you know they're bu- they're the Bucks. The only thing we can root for at this point is one Deshaun Jackson catch, which will put me in the uh, fantasy Super Bowl for one of my leagues, and then uh, and then in some Falcons injuries. Yeah. Man, yeah, I know. I, I, I you're a horrible, horrible person. I can't root. Uh, I can't root for injuries. Uh, maybe like a. Look, Maybe a Look, here's the thing. It's not that I'm rooting for injuries. Like, they're going to happen. Whether, like, whether I, I mean, it's like fool's gold saying, man, I hope no one gets injured. It's football. People, People are, are going to get injured. So it's all about timing. And, <laughs> I mean, if there's going to be a timing thing, I'd rather it be favorable to the Saints. When People they die the every day, man. People die every That's day. That's right. That's right. I don't know these guys, you know. They're not my friends. So, the Saints handled their business yesterday, winning thirty-one to nineteen. In uh, barely, barely. Dave, I would say it's probably their worst performance since the Chicago game. Uh, they kind of looked. I mean, I wouldn't say like total trash because they did score thirty-one and they did win. But I mean, it was pretty. I mean, it was bumpy. I, I you don't you don't think the Falcons' performance was horrible? No, because at least the Falcons game they didn't turn they didn't uh, they didn't turn the ball over three times and um, have a bunch of dumb, well they did have a, a shit ton of penalties against the Falcons but I just felt like they yeah. I just felt like overall they played better uh, against the Falcons at least less at least maybe less sloppy let's say is that fair mm-hmm. less uh, but Dave uh, your initial impressions as you as you 
watch the game and after. Because I, I admit, like, in the third quarter, I was getting really dark. I was thinking they were going to lose because they were getting touchdowns overturned. They were fumbling multiple times in the red zone. Like, I, will, I won't lie. I was drinking a lot, and I panicked, and I thought they were going to lose. Well, I mean, certainly, you know, this is the Saints, so no game is, is, is ever over until it's over. Um, uh, you know, I, just just the, the turnovers. I mean, you know, the two Brandon Coleman fumbles. Which he'd never I done mean, ever in his career, by the way. Never, he's never. Is that, he's is never, that accurate? Yes, he'd never, uh, he'd never fumbled before. Wow. <laughs> not that he'd, um, like, played a ton, but, you know. Right, yeah. not that he's got a ton of receptions. But, um, you know, I, I mean, you take those those two fumbles away and the game is totally different. I, you know, you take those two fumbles away and this is a dominating, uh, you know, 38 to 17 point win that covers the ridiculous 16 point spread. Um, but the fact of the matter is, you know, Coleman fumbled once. Uh, I think the Jets scored off the, f- no, actually they didn't, they never, the Jets never scored off of any of them. They has got a um, field goal off the interbreeze interception, but that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, fortunately, the defense came up big after both those fumbles, and I think both I think they were both three and outs after those mm-hmm. two fumbles. If not, if not, they were they were short drives for sure. Uh, um, and I mean, and both of those fumbles were you know deep in in Jets territory, you know, thirty thirty five yard line, and you take away those fumbles, and the Panthers uh, and then the Panthers, Jesus, <laughs> and the Saints have the ball. Uh, practically in the red zone, ready to score again. So, you know, other than that, I, the defense played well. The defense uh, came up big when they needed to come up big. Uh, the offense, again, the, the offense was moving the ball pretty well. Mark Ingram obviously had the big run in the beginning, had the big run at the end. Um, Kamara looked fine. He looks like he's ready to go. Um, Mike Thomas looked good. You know, I, I, I would say... I would say if the Saints played, if you eliminate the fumbles and the Saints play this game next week against the Falcons, I think they could, they'd probably win. Uh, Andrew, uh, the thing, I thought they overall they played, but if, like Dave said, that you take away the fumbles, it, it was pretty, it was a pretty good performance. The one thing that's interesting to me is, man, the Saints, they were trying to get the ball. They were trying to like restart 2017 Willie Sneed. And they just couldn't get it done. Like, he just couldn't get o- Is it? I know I was watching on TV, so I'm not 100% sure. But it seemed to me like Drew Brees was looking for him, and he just wasn't getting open. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't had a chance to watch the game so um, or rewatch it. Um, so, I mean, I was just there in the stadium. And uh, the thing that stood out to me was there was – two or three plays just uh, just based on memory that were clearly scripted. You know, in other words, they run a play and Breeze's first read is Willie Sneed. And he was completely bottled up, completely covered. A couple times, you know, he kind of had bubble coverage around him, a couple of defenders. And once, I mean, he was just being a man and the guy was all over him. And so Breeze went to a check down or he went to his next regression. um, And, I mean, it just wasn't a good sign, you know, because to me, like you said, it, it seemed like they were trying to get him the ball, trying to get him more involved, and it just wasn't happening. Yeah, I mean, uh, here's the thing, Dave. He if, did make a nice catch on that one play. Yeah. He, I'll give him that. Um, but, Dave, if, if Willie Sneed, let's let's assume that 
my thing is if if they, if he couldn't get going against the Jets and like when it when when if he couldn't get going this week when they tried to feed him the ball and it's week fifteen, like it ain't happening for him. His season is lost. It's just not gonna happen. So assuming that well, I'm, until Ted Ginn comes back. Uh, I think it's it's still his job. You know, I mean, wh- who's going to take his place? Well, it doesn't matter if any if, if they keep playing him. He's just <laughs> this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. I'm going to get open. Like, well, that's true, but... But I mean, so like, how, concern, how, concerned, how concerned are you with this offense now that you can, like... If I'm correct, then you can just write off Snead as not contributing in 2017. And again... I think that's get, correct. As soon, I agree as soon with you. As back, how worried about... How worried are you about the, the passing game and third down conversions, which were terrible again? I mean, I was, I was ready to... Write, I, I already written off Snead, actually. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, fair. Uh, I, I think that this was now he wasn't he, he he didn't really get too many opportunities up till yesterday you know on Sunday but uh, I, I think this game is just proves it that um, you know it's just probably not going to happen at least not this season Some, something's up with him physically um, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if it's the hamstring or just you know he got fat from time injured or whatever but he uh, he's not the same player and. Um, you know, I'm not ready to give up on him. I mean, Vaccaro had a very bad second year. Um, so, but I, I think he's going to need to put a lot, a lot of time in this off season, uh, to get himself right physically and get his confidence back. Uh, cause he's just not performing at his level. But, you know, I think like just going back to the comment about the game and, and the takeaways, I mean, honestly, I, I think yeah, you'd be surprised how much the fans, view of the game trickles down to the players you know that they're looking at the same stats they're looking at the same standings you know they're watching the tape more than we are but i just think at the end of the day the jets come in here the saints know they're supposed to beat them they're up 10 nothing early in the game and they feel like they have it in the bag it was 17-7 they had the ball they drive down if they score and make it 24 to 7 it's probably yeah, a cakewalk. I mean, and and I don't think we can discount how much human it's human nature that like 
when you think you've got it in the bag and you're playing football, you kind of go into autopilot and you lose a little bit of your physical edge because you're trying to preserve yourself. And And, Bryce Petty. No, and I don't, yeah, I I just don't, yeah. Like, I don't think the Saints ever felt like Bryce Petty was capable of of hurting them or beating them. He made one throw that was an NFL quarterback caliber throw. Them, I, I will give him back. credit. He was getting the ball out quickly. I mean, yeah. he, he made quick progressions. They did a good job of, you know, yeah, but during some, the week some of preparing those, him. Some, some of those throws, there was nobody even in the area. I mean, it was like, yeah. he's like I'm going to get rid of the ball <laughs> quick, if it, even if I'm throwing to nobody. I mean, which, that, which, which to me are a bad team that, that I've got to give their coaching staff a lot of credit because when bad teams show, show up like this in a situation like this and the Saints need this win, you know, there's a lot of times where you'll just see teams like that lay down. And I thought they came in with a good game plan. That that drive where they scored a touchdown down 10 nothing, they they ran on every play. Seven and straight. I think it was one of those things like, I'm not going to throw the – I'm not going to make Bryce Petty throw the ball. I'm not going to get in this game where we're throwing every play because we're down a couple scores and we're giving you opportunities to sack and get turnovers. We're not going to do it. We're going to run every play. And yeah. I thought – the, the, the discipline that they showed to do that and, and run the ball physically and, and have success doing it against the Saints, I thought it was a great game plan. So first of all, like, I, I thought it was a very professional effort from the Jets to come in. So you got to give them credit for that. I mean, they're an NFL team, you know. And, and they had a and, lot of teams uh, that rolled over yesterday. Like, I can count they, about they, four. And the Jets were not one of them, yeah. yeah the so Texans, give them credit the for Bengals. that. Yeah. Um, you know, I also think, look, the Saints – I think sometimes when you get up to an easy lead, you, you think you're going to coast. And I, I I think the Saints were guilty of that. And I also think, look, man, they're, they're looking ahead to the Falcons. They're so pissed. They're so raw about what happened last Thursday. And the minute they got up 10 nothing, you know it was in their heads. They're like, all right, we got this in the bag. Let's start thinking about Atlanta. Let's preserve ourselves. Let's and, 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 you know, I think over the course of a game, you ebb and flow. You, you go through these emotions of like, oh, shit, we could actually lose this game. We need to start playing now. And you go through these emotions of like, I can't wait to play Atlanta and kick their ass. Well, you know? and you know what? That, that, but that's why, that, that's why I actually take, take away a positive from that. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, they kind of probably didn't play their hardest and all that kind of stuff stuff against the Jets, and uh, I, I feel like in recent years past, uh, the Saints would have lost this game. They would have played against yeah. uh, an inferior opponent that they know they should beat, and they would have let the other team get ahead of them, and, and they wouldn't uh, keep fighting, but you know, this year, this season, I thought they did a good job. They kept, I mean, they never really, they were never, they, they, they led the entire game. I mean, yeah. it's not like the Jets uh, tied it up or even, uh, uh, even took a lead at any point. Um, so even though the saints kind of, you know, were maybe looking forward to next week against the Falcons, um, they still didn't, they, they still didn't lose the game, which in years past, I think they would have done. They, yeah, they, they don't, were, have, that's they a good... were actually, they were, they were professional enough and they're talented enough, uh, that they can, uh, ease off the gas a little bit and still win games. Dick around. I yeah, will say that I, I think the fan like the the fan 
and sentiment that's just like so down on the Saints offense. Oh my god, we like, needed to get into I, that. But I yeah, would like, I, well, Ralph. Ahead, I mean, Ralph, you're, ahead, you're, Ralph. Ralph, you're, Ralph, your initial question to me was whether I'm worried or not. And I mean, I, we, I never got to answer the question, but I mean, no, I'm not. You still got Ingram. You still got Kamara. You still yep. got Mike Thomas. You still have yep. Reese. I mean, you yep. still have all your playmakers. Yep. Uh, you know, they're they're not as deep maybe as they were back in the day. You know, they don't have really? a Lance Moore or a Devery Henderson or something like that. Um, they kind of just have the playmakers, uh, but they get it done with those that core group of guys. And I, I mean, you know. The Saints' offense—they—they—they've been known to lay an egg from time to time. There's, there's, there's absolutely no reason that we can't believe that uh, on any given Sunday or Monday or Saturday night or whatever, uh, this—the Saints' offense can't come out and just yeah. blow any defense out of the water. Look, the bottom line is they don't do it as consistently now. Maybe right. as they used to. That's right. Well, I mean, they—they tra- they traded away Jimmy Graham. They traded away Brandon Cooks. This isn't 2009. This isn't 2011. This isn't the Saints offense we're used to. We're spoiled to have watched for over the last decade the greatest run of offensive football in NFL history. Yeah. And yeah. we're spoiled. We're the, spoiled. The, 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 the difference between this, this Saints offense and all the other ones we've seen is they are below average on third down because they're like 18th in the league. Yeah, 19th. and you know what, Ralph? They put up over well over 400 yeah. yards of offense. They scored 31 points while still turning the ball over three times. Yeah, people, people, turnovers. people emailed me and on Twitter were like, what's wrong with the offense? It's broken. I'm like, I would, I love a broken offense that scores 31 with three turnovers. Like, yeah, and, and 400 plus yards of yeah. offense. Like, I think we need to accept the reality that this isn't, the number one offense anymore it's it's top five or it's six or it's seven i mean whatever metric you want want to use if you want to say if you weigh third down conversion percentage more heavily and you say oh well that dings them whatever like they're still a top 10 offense but and again i go back to jimmy graham getting traded and they use that first round pick to take a linebacker and brandon cook's getting traded now they take a tackle granted but um there has been a focus on hey Let's unload some of these terrific playmakers we have and let's pool our resources and our focus towards defense. And, you know, it's finally they've started to hit on some of these draft picks and these free agents. Defense has gotten better and they're a more balanced team. So this is a different team. Like if you go into these games expecting 2009, 2011 Saints, then you haven't been paying attention. And And, And that's just lazy. That's not who they are anymore. Yeah, but like, guess what? At the end of the day, look at their record. They're ten and four. The formula that they have is a winning recipe, and that should make you excited. Yeah. If they, the thing is, if the Saints do their thing, they're fi- in the playoffs. They'll be fine. And doing their thing is running the ball, getting manageable third downs. Even though they, sh- even though they struggle more at the manageable third downs than you think. If they run the ball, if they go in a playoff game and they run for 150 yards and they don't turn the ball over, they're probably fucking winning, even on the road. The 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 thing is that you just have to like you said it's just it's just different. But here's my worry, Dave, is that man, that offensive line I forget what they called it when I watched the the Ken Burns Vietnam documentary, but they had a a word for like a point where the United States had a had a, had a theory that like if we 
uh, if we kill enough of the North Vietnamese troops, eventually they won't be able to replace them and we'll win the war. I forget the word they use, but I feel like the Saints are kind of getting to that point on the offensive line where they've lost so many dudes. Like, we're at the point where, like, the offensive line may take a giant step backwards if they don't have their two guards against Atlanta. Should Is that a concern, Dave? Uh, yeah, I would say out of anything. Uh, going into this game against the Falcons and just moving forward for the rest of the season into the playoffs is definitely the option. That guy concussion by Warford looked bad. He looked like he didn't know where he was. Um, yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the good news is it's just the concussion. So, uh, you know, once he's cleared and, and once he gets better and healthy, then he can come no, back. Knowing, and, what, knowing what we know now about CTE, there's no such thing is just a concussion. You sound like well, me when I was 15. It's like, Bobby Iber, he had a, he has, he's got three concussions. He'll be good. That's better than a knee. I'm, I'm compared. <laughs> That's how I was saying. when I was 15, though, man. I was like, it's only a concussion. That's the good injury. Um, well, I, I mean, <laughs> hey, look, these guys have made this decision to play this game, and, yeah. uh, and uh, the, the, there's no way that they don't know the risk. So. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely concerning, you know, fortunately breeze, uh, he gets the ball out pretty quickly. Um, you know, that helps, but, uh, I mean, they need to get healthy. I mean, Andrews Pete has been dressed and ready to go. I, I, I think Peyton had mentioned in his post game press, he played, he played, he played. Yeah. I mean, he goes, he goes, but he's, so, I mean, I, I think he can, he, he's going to get thrown in there obviously. And, and go full time uh, compared to you know just some some a, a certain percentage of the snaps. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully Warford will be back in uh, in a couple of weeks. Well, it's been a weird year because I feel like you know obviously Streif has been the one guy that had. Can Streif come back or is no. he on IR? For no, they, he had surgery. Okay. He's done. Right, right, um, right. But Streif was the one guy that went on IR. But um, everyone else, you know, whether it's been Armstead. Calamete, Warford, and Pete, um, they've all like kind of gotten nicks, you know, so they haven't had these season ending injuries or mm-hmm. even these injuries where they've been out a long period of time. Um, they've just kind of gotten banged up and, and they come back and, you know, I, I would throw Warford's concussion. I mean, I hope it's not a situation like, uh, like Fleener where he's done. Um, but, uh, you know, assuming he comes back in a week or two, you know, it's just, uh, it's like in a constant state of shuffle but like it's not like we can't get all these guys back eventually so hopefully for the playoffs we'll have all of them um but i, I mean you know every every offensive line at this point in the season i'm sure has to be uh, a little banged up and uh you know the saints have been have been making it work pretty much all season with the rotation of they a bunch of different guys so yeah, uh, it's really not much different than than it has been all for the rest of the season. So. Yeah, I feel like um, you know, and, and like you say, you know, if Pete's back, then even if Warford's out, they can slide in Calamity. They've never been on the offensive line. I don't think they've ever been down more than two guys at once. You know, right, so right. they've never had to play like Calamity and Larabe. You know, and Larabe. Right. You know, well, until until this game. Until, until this, this game. Past game. Um, yeah. The thing is, though. With this, with the injuries, you know, on defense, you know, they were, I know it's just the Jets, but they were missing Klein again, and, and this, this defense, you know, it's, to the, it was to the point where I'm, con- I mean, I, I was totally confident that 
Uh, they were not like the Jets weren't doing anything. The one thing that was a little concerning, I felt like for about a quarter and a half, Andrew, like the Jets were whipping the Saints up front, and it, you know, like you talked about the one drive. Um, how much do you think? Are, are are we starting to see the Okafor being gone? Sort of that starting to take effect against the run a little bit. Um, because it looked Definitely. like it, it looked like they got a little like the, for the first time in a long and maybe. In a long time this season, I felt like they got whipped up front. Even the and even when the Rams beat them, I didn't feel like the Rams whipped them up front. I felt like for a little bit, for not the whole game, I was just for a little stretch. I was like, man, the Jets are moving their ass back. Well, it was that it was really that one drive. Yeah. It was their only touchdown until you know late in the game. But it was that one drive where I think they ran like seven plays in a row, and you know, obviously they end up scoring. Um, but um, you know. I just think the Saints were up 10, and I think they felt like they were going to see more passes. And, again, give the Jets credit. I mean, they were fully committed, but it it was weird, man. I mean, just watching it from the stands, you'd they, the Jets were clear about what they were going to do. I mean, there was 10 guys on the line of scrimmage and one receiver. I mean, they were fully packed in. The Saints were basically playing a, a nine-man box, and it it was all just about filling your gaps Andrew, I have breaking news. I have breaking news. They have a trash call in the the Tampa game, a pass interference on Mike Evans that took away a touchdown. It's a trash call. But anyway, continue. Are you kidding me? This is was it a legitimate call? No, it was a trash. He 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 pushed off. Oh, light push off. A little bit. A little bit. But you know, I mean, it's basically what Julio Jones does every time. Yeah, I mean, and also with this defense, man, they um. They, you know, Robertson, as far as, like, gets um, crap from the fa- – like, that dude gets more crap from the fans, and he's good. Like, he's a good NFL linebacker. Or maybe he's perfectly fine to start on your team if you have good players around him. Is that fair? Yes. You know, he had an interception. He had some tackles. Um, Dave, uh, I mean, I, the thing is, we're done with the Jets. I want to talk, I want to talk about Atlanta and I'm thinking like Falcons hate week, Falcons hate week. I think this is a top five. Cause I'm assuming Atlanta is going to win this game today. Uh, they're up seventeen seven. Clearly, I think this yeah. is. One although, of the, although, although it's the Falcons, so I don't think you can count your chickens yeah. before they hatch. I, I <laughs> the Falcons this, blew a twenty point point lead in the Super Bowl. Never, yeah. forget, never forget twenty three, always and forever. Uh, but I feel like this this Saints game, this Saints Atlanta game in the dome on Christmas Eve, I feel like it might be a top five biggest Saints home game during the regular season of all time. Uh, uh yeah, it's up there. It's, I'm pretty amped. I mean, Andrew, can amped. you think? Can, I can think of the Rams game in '83. The Rams game in '83 yep. when they when they needed to win the playoffs, they didn't. The New Year's Eve game when they played the Rams in '90 when they needed to win to go to the playoffs to get to eight and eight. That was big. The, the Vikings home game. What's that? The Vikings home game against Dante Culpepper. The that was a huge one. The the yep. Carolina game that same year. That was the collapse in December. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? What other What other home games? Maybe the Rams game, the final game of 2000. If they'd have won, they'd have got a bye. 
That's right. So that's yep. five. The New England game Monday night, two thousand nine. That was mo- that was a huge game. People were that was super, huge. super amped. But that's about it, right? I can't think of any like bigger games. And I definitely, Dave. I don't know about you. I haven't been excited this excited to go to a Saints game since the NFC Championship. Like this, to me, I'm more excited about this game than I was for the Detroit playoff game. Are you going, Ralph? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. All right. Assuming it's not pouring, I'll be with my son. But we should uh, we should meet at Champion uh, Square. Flying in at six thirty. Flying out at six thirty. Nice. Um, but Dave, I mean, is this? When was the last time you were this excited for a Saints home game? Uh, hmm. And I don't count 2014 when the Saints and Atlanta played for first place when the 5-8 and eight Atlanta played 6-8 and eight Saints or whatever the fuck it was. And that a, a reg, a re, for a regular season game? Yeah, for a regular season game. Uh, there was another time recently, where, was it 2013 when we played Atlanta? Uh, well, maybe that, that was just... That was to beat two, them like six times in a row. Two, 2014, they both played for first place in the Saints lost, but that was the year Carolina won the division at 7, 8, and 1. So it wasn't like they were good. Oh, yeah. You know? Uh, the last highly anticipated regular season game. I guess 2013, the season opener, when they played Atlanta at home, maybe. Eh... I don't know. I don't, I can't, I don't remember, to be Andrew, honest with you. Andrew, can you think of one? I, it's... No, I think, like you said, top five. I mean, I, I, I think that's a totally fair statement. You know, I mean, the thing is with the Saints in Atlanta, we we hate them and they hate us, but for the 50 years the Saints have been in existence and the 50-whatever Atlanta's been in existence, most of the time they've both sucked for the entirety of their history. And when one of us is good, the other one's not so good. We've only had, like, short windows where both teams were really good. So, you know... Um, that's why this game is is so uh, interesting. But you know, and the thing the thing is too, like uh, just looking at the playoff picture um, and, and the Rams, and make no mistake, the Vikings, Rams, and Eagles, all three of those teams are excellent, and I would put them ahead of the Saints in terms of their odds of um, doing well in the postseason. Oh, by but, the way, the Rams beat the beat the brakes off of. Uh, Yes, they did. Seattle. But I, I, but I think you look, at all, you look at all those teams. and Even, even not, with Foles? Do you like the Eagles? We're, we're not talking about the Patriots. You know, We're not talking about um, you know, Joe Montana's Niners in their prime. So, like, I, I think anything could happen oh, with dude, these playoffs. And N- I really think NFC the Saints is chaos, could, man. The Saints could be one and done. Um, the Saints could still miss the playoffs. I mean, that that's that's something that could happen. They could be one and done, or they could go to the Super Bowl. Like all of those scenarios are in play. That's what makes it so exciting. I mean, you could, I could see a scenario where like the saints are like the sixth seed and go to Carolina or Atlanta. Oh God forbid. And are, and are one and done. I can also see a scenario where the saints are the four seed and are hosting the NFC championship. Like it's, it's all over the place, you know? Absolutely. I mean, cause, uh, the thing is, I think I think Carolina's really good, but the team that can whip their ass is the Saints. But Carolina versus anybody else in the NFC, I really like them. Like if Car- like if Carolina 
would get the sixth seed, let's say, I think they could go to L.A. and win. I think they could go to Philly and win and then play the Saints in the NFC Championship and the Saints would beat them by two touchdowns. Like, I just think that whatever Sean Payton does against – he just coaches the pants off of Ron Rivera. Maybe I mean, maybe that will change for the third time, but that's just how it goes. But, Dave – it feels like the Saints played Atlanta like five years ago, but it was only like how many how many days ago? I don't know, uh, seventeen or so, right? Yeah, if that. Seven, um, uh, so like, yeah, I guess you're right. When you look at that game, forgetting the shitty referee that was an ex Falcon player. I mean, how, how could you even forget that? Like, how, how could that even be a premise, Ralph? Well, I mean, you just have to. I, I say you just have to put it aside. What about now, the, how am I supposed to do that? Well, I'm yeah. just saying, like, what in the actual game? that Atlanta did has to change for the Saints to win. Like, not – I mean, I know, look, they can't have nine penalties. They can't get fucked over. They can't, you know, lose Kamara first series. But, like, what about that game do you look at and be like, the Saints have to do this better to win? What, what is Dave, what are you thinking of that when you, when you think of that Atlanta game? What did you think of – after the game, what did you think? God, the Saints need to do this better to win the next time they play Atlanta. You said it. Why can't I, why can't I give that – you can answer. Why can't I say? You can. Why can't I say? Camara uh, not getting knocked out in the first drive, uh, not taking stupid penalties or being called for stupid penalties that maybe really yeah. weren't they, penalties. They, they should have won despite all that stuff. So you're saying there's nothing? Uh, there, you yeah, don't look yeah. at anything in that game and it's like the Saints just need to do X better. <coughs> they just need to not no. have a dozen penalties and whatnot. I mean, they were clearly the better team. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah, I mean, I thought the the thing that was interesting, I thought the pass rush versus Atlanta, Andrew, was better than it was against the Jets. I thought for the first time in probably three or four games versus Matt Ryan, they they didn't they only sacked Kikaha only sacked him the once, but I felt like they had him shook. No, it was George Johnson that had the sack. It was. Oh, it was. I thought it, I thought it was Kika, but. Um, you know what I'm saying? I thought for the first time in a long time they had Matt Ryan shook. Like he was definitely. Yeah. He, he took some hits. Yeah. He, he seemed uh, uncomfortable. I mean, his picks were terrible. Oh, dude. Now the banjo pick, the banjo pick was a total fluke thing, but the other two were were just Horrific. bad. Yeah. Bad. Um, but I mean, do you? I mean, those are Billy Billy Joe Tolliver picks. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think of um? I mean, what when you look at this game, Andrew? Do do you think it's just clean it up? I mean, that's kind of what. I, I'll be interested. I guess my point is, I'll be interested to see because Atlanta only had to deal with Kamara for one series, and they they kind of had no answer, right? Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, the one thing I know, if you look at Devontae Freeman's stats, they actually weren't that good. I think he had like three three point eight or three point six per carry in that game, but there was a couple of drives where I thought he kind of gashed the Saints. So, I mean, if there's one thing, I would say. I'm nervous about, it, especially after the Jets just had a drive where they ran every play successfully. Um, I would say, you know, run run support and it has to be better. So I, I I would like to see them do a better job against the run. Mm-hmm. I don't think Klein's going to be ready to play this game, so him not being there, you know, maybe makes it more significant too. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, they're in the dome. They're going to have crowd support. They're going to have Camara be for, for a full game, hopefully. Bedlam. Bedlam. They're not, they, 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 there'll be no empty seats. 
Sunday, right? Even though it's Christmas Eve and all that, yada, yada, yada. Like, it's going to be... I mean, the game's in New Orleans, so, like, I'm going to be pissed if the refs are are terribly (laughs) one-sided. Dave, it's going to be bad. It's got to be Bedlam Sunday, right? It's got to um, be. It's got to be. I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 you know, normally I'd be concerned it being a Christmas Eve game. I would definitely be concerned about the crowd. But I think because it's the Falcons and this game is pretty much the entire season. Uh, Everybody up into one. Uh, Everybody's doubling down. I think everybody. I think I think you're right. I think it'll church be, is yeah. out the window. <laughs> midnight mass. Well, no, I'm still going. Midnight going mass. After, go to midnight mass I'm, on Christmas Eve. You just yeah. I'm you. going. To, I'm going to four o'clock mass. So hopefully, hopefully. the game is wrapped is is wrapped up. wrapped up early. Put out but a reach. You'll, you'll go late if you have to, right? No, I you're, would be in so much trouble. So you would. You're, you're going to have to leave if it goes to overtime. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Yeah. Let's I hope mean, that doesn't happen. Um, that was a good pun, by the way. <laughs> Here's the thing. Andrew, I think three teams in the NFC South are going to make the playoffs because I think uh, – I don't think Seattle's getting a 10 win. Da- Dallas and Detroit may no. get to 10 wins and get left out. We'll get to that in a little bit. But I still don't think Atlanta's very good. Yeah, I mean – they have some weaknesses for sure. I think every NFC team does, though. Yeah, just going to the playoffs. But I, I just look at Atlanta, and their 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 offense isn't as dominant as it was, and they're it's Dan, just wide open, man. It's wide open. Dan, I mean, couldn't Dan Quinn? Shouldn't his defense be better in year three? I feel like, you know, like that's his thing, and their their defense is still kind of trash. You know, is that? Am I being? Am I being? Am I, is is my hatred of the Falcons clouding my judgment about them, Dave? I. St- uh. <laughs> uh. Mm, they've been playing pretty good football lately. They they weren't that good good at the beginning of the season, but. Uh, they've they've found a rhythm. I think they're playing pretty good. Yeah, I mean. Before we get to game, before we get to game predictions, um, who and, and before we get to game predictions and Twitter questions, Andrew, who do you think will be the six teams in the NFC playoffs? Well, Vikings, Eagles, Rams, of course. Um, those are your top three. Um, Eagles one, Vikings two, Rams three. I think the Saints will hold on and win the division. So I, I think they'll be the fourth seed. And uh, wild card, yeah. I mean, Atlanta's going to win tonight. I think um, I think it's going to be the Panthers in Atlanta. Well, do you? Th- well, I mean, if you if you assume the Saints are going to beat Atlanta, I think the Lions. I think the Lions and Cowboys are out. Do you think? So you think you think Atlanta is going to win tonight to get to nine, and they're going to beat Carolina to close to get to ten? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. So yeah. so it so Atlanta would be six. And this Yep. So it would be yep. so the Saints would host uh no, so the Saints would host Carolina. Yeah. Dave, do you agree yep. with that assessment? Uh I could see it happening. That would be wild. Three NFC South teams making the playoffs. Um obviously Eagles, Vikings, Rams, I'll say the Saints, that's four. Tampa back in it. Touchdown. Touchdown. Touchdown, Tampa. It's not Mike over. Mike Evans. Yes. 
Brian, um, maybe Mike Evans is better than Michael Thomas. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, Listen, if the Bucks win this game, <laughs> I'm willing to concede that Michael Thomas is a top 40 receiver at best. If Mike Thomas, if if Mike Evans can score twice more, you win, Brian. Basically, Brian will get get me to say whatever he wants if Tampa wins this game. <laughs> so, so Dave, who do you have in the, in in the playoffs? Okay, so so that's so that's your four division winners: the Eagles, the Saints, the Rams, the Vikings. I'd say Carolina from our division, and then I think it could be a you know you could pick whoever you want: the Cowboys or the Lions. It could be one of those guys. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be the Lions. I think, I think Carolina. I mean, I think Atlanta is going to lose the last two and get to nine right. and seven. And I think, I think, I don't, I don't, I, I think, I don't think Dallas is going to get to nine and a ten. And I think, um, I mean, Detroit, Dallas and, and Detroit both need to win out, right? But Detroit, they have Cincy, who's quit, and Green Bay may say, look. We're not playing Aaron Rodgers the last game because it's pointless. Mm-hmm. So then they get the backup quarterback for Green Bay. The question I don't know is if Dallas, Atlanta, and Detroit all end up ten and six. How does it go? I don't know how that. And Detroit would be really interesting because I don't think they're that good. But Matt Stafford scares the sh- Matt Stafford and Cam Newton both scare the shit out of me. Like I feel like those are two quarterbacks that can just they could just light you up. Even though the Saints defense has been really good this year or much better this year and all that. Like those two guys scare the shit out of me. I don't know why that is, but that's what I feel. I feel like I oh and do if you Andrew, let me ask you this. You if you if you had to pick Carolina or Atlanta, who do you want? Carolina. You want Carolina, Dave? Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, Cam Newton scares people, and they have a great defense, but I don't think you can discount. I, I, I've never believed. I, I think the silliest thing that you ever hear out there is the narrative that it's it's really hard to beat a team three times in a season. It's really hard to play a team three times in a season, first of all, because if you sweep them, that's already two losses. Yeah, they and also say it's hard. The to odds beat of them making the playoffs are not very good. So like. And and then you actually have to like line up with them in terms of seeding to play them in the playoffs. So it's really hard to play a team three times. And if you do, my money's on the team that won both times, not the team that lost both times. Sorry. So like I, I, I don't buy into that at all. Dave, Atlanta or Carolina? What he said. (laughs) All right, we got Twitter questions. Jason asks Andrew with. Adrian Peterson on IR, does this affect the round of the pick from Arizona or rescind it all together? Dude, no one knows what that pick is. The Saints are getting a pick, but even Nick Underhill couldn't get to the bottom of, like, what the pick is. So, like, it's going to be, like, a surprise. I guess they'll announce it after the year or something. I don't I don't know. Um, surprise! First round draft pick! <laughs> um <laughs> Well, no, I think we knew it was a sixth-round pick. It was just conditional. Yeah, I guess if he would have gone... Meaning, like, if he didn't... uh, They never said what it was based on. My assumption is that it's based on snaps, games played. And I'm assuming that, I mean, he had a pretty good season. So I'm assuming he met that. So my my guess is they'll get a sixth-round pick. Ryan asks, no way Ted Ginn is back next year, right? Ted Ginn's going to be back next year. I don't... don't Think. I don't. I think there's very little likelihood that he wouldn't be back. They pay. He's like on a three-year, eleven million dollar deal, and I don't think Ted Ginn's been 
bad at all. Like, you know, I don't necessarily think – I think you might draft a guy or sign a guy and bump Ted Ginn down so he's like your third or fourth guy, but they're going to have him back. Um, let's see. Yeah. Uh, if I asked yeah, they need to bolster the receiving core, not make it worse. Yeah. Um, let's see. And, uh, d- uh, Dave, it feels as if the pass rush has fallen off a cliff since Okafor's injury. Any hope the Saints can get more production from the D-line other than Cam? Uh, I mean, I think the the pass rush and the the run stopping is certainly taken a hit since Okafor has been gone. You know, that's what's going to happen when you lose one of your best linebackers. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the you know I don't know what the secret to getting the pass rush back is. Um, I, you know, this game against the Jets again, like we've said before, I think that. I don't think everybody was really giving it their all, so I wouldn't base it on last on, on this last Sunday's performance by any um, means. This is an interesting question from Preston too, Andrew. If the Saints had to re-sign some guys this off season, Michael Thomas, Craig Robertson, Ken Crawley, how much would they get on the open market? I'm gonna tell you. This might you probably guys are gonna both laugh at me. Ken Crawley, if he was a free agent, he'd get nine million a year. He'd get forty five million dollars. <laughs> he would. Because teams would look at him and say, he played really good for the Saints. He's got size, speed. We like him. He can play. He's got everything we want. Dude, teams have paid more for corners that have done less. Is that, Andrew, yeah. am, I, am I being ridiculous? Yeah, no. I mean, I think Crawley has played well enough this year that if he was a free agent, I mean, he's, I mean, he's getting $5 million a year at least. Um, AJ I mean, Bowie for the Houston had Lattimore one good. Get, Lattimore would get 120 million. The cornerback for the Texans last year, Bowie, he got 60 million. He had one good year for the Texans. One. Yeah. Now, granted, it I was mean, a really good Craw- year. Is Crawley really that far behind him? No, I'm just saying teams go nuts for corners. I think Crawley 45 million would be the floor. Which is just is Lattimore is Lattimore still in the in the discussion for defensive rookie of the year? Absolutely. Okay. The stat padding interception. In fact, I was at the game with my cousin, and, and the the stat padding interception on the last play of the game. I looked at him and I said, "Man, that is huge for his resume." Who's you know, gonna, like who's, at who's the end the of the guy? year when we looked at his his year and well, I, we're we're gonna say that that pick you know got him defensive rookie. Of the I year. think I think people, the voters are smarter now. I think actually the one that's kind of in danger is Kamara because I think if Kansas City wins that division and Hunt has a couple, he had a huge game Saturday. If he has another mm-hmm. huge game, I really think it becomes like a coin flip between him and Kamara. He disappeared for the whole middle of the season. I'm just, but but Dave, it's the end. It's recency bias, though. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, like, that's what voters right. think. Like, if like he went for 120 against the Chargers, if he goes for 120 this week and they clinch, and Kamara goes for 75 and a score, um, right. Dude, you got to sack Matt Ryan. Jesus, Matt Ryan is running free. It's like four Tampa guys missed him. So. I mean, Matt Ryan, Bucks are making Matt Ryan look like Fran Tarkenton. Yeah. Um, let's see. Reggie with the fucking bat. I asked people to describe this week in f- in five words. Um, oh, yeah, Reggie retired. Yeah. We gotta, I, we'll have to do a drunk history on Reggie, but real quick, I, I want to say about Reggie Bush – 
knowing everything how it went and even all the other players in the 2006 draft, I would totally do that again. Like the Saints needed him. I know he's the one that made the waiting list for the season tickets. Drew Brees sustained it, but that waiting list was cre- created because they drafted Reggie Bush second. Don't kid yourself about that. Is Dave and my is that is my theory that I just throw out? Is that is that crazy? You think or no? No, I might have been one of those people. <laughs> I, I bought my season tickets. Uh, I want to say like May or June of two thousand six. I mean, and his. I mean, I know they lost the game. What was it in two thousand? Seven or eight versus Minnesota on Monday night, where he ran the two punts back and he nearly had a third. That's one of the great, like, I don't know if you call it like Andrew. Would you call it like single game performances or like moment performances? But that's up there as like, holy shit, this is unbelievable. Well, sorry, which one? The, oh, the Monday night drafting. game. The, the Monday night game versus Minnesota is one of the all-time great. Even oh, when he ran back the punt, he ran back two, two and he almost them. ran a third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. You know, the hype just of drafting him, you know, uh, when the Saints were able to acquire him and when Mario Williams got picked and it was clear that he was going to fall to the Saints and we were actually going to get him. Like, just the excitement. I remember... People called me like we won the lottery. Yeah, and I remember the NFL Network turning like a Saints draft watching party and you hear everyone going, Reggie, Reggie. (laughs) And it carried all the way over to every time he was about to return a punt. And, And the whole stadium... Yeah, I was at a lot of those games and just the the stadium chanting his name as he was about to return a punt. And half the time, you know, he would put his arms up and kind of yeah. hype the crowd before the snap. And uh, there was just something about the hype. Um, did he live up to it? No. Uh, I, I don't know that he ever fully became the player. I mean, he didn't have as good of a career with the Saints as Mark Ingram. You know, they were both Heisman yeah. Trophy winners and – I think uh, Ingram maybe lived up to the hype a little bit more now looking back. But, um, you know, every, he was electric, man. And, and there were there were a lot of times where he made some crazy plays. You know, and he, and, and he, he was real. you know, I mean, we talk about Pierre Thomas uh, being awesome in the 09 playoffs. And look, he was. He more had, of like, but with Bush, he's more of like a sentimental morale thing. Yeah, but he was. I'll, but he, always, I'll always thank him for but that. But he was great in the '09 playoffs. He was. I mean, I know they scored 55 oh, yeah. against Arizona, and he had the fumble against Minnesota, which was bad. But he scored the, the, the he scored the touchdown that either tied the game. He either put him up 28-21 or tied the game at 28. I forget. You know, so he had he he was really good. I mean, no doubt. I mean, granted, they picked him second and paid him 50 million dollars, and he never was what he was at USC. But I don't know if anybody could live up to what he was at USC where he was like a video game, you know? Um, Dave, God, I remember, I remember those highlights. Those were ridiculous. <laughs> I remember when, I mean, that's they, when, why we were so excited. I remember when, they, when everybody knew the day before that the saints were picking him that Friday at work at the orange County register. I just watched like YouTube highlights of Reggie for like two hours, like set to rap music. It was just fun. I was just, it was fun. Like you felt like you like we got we got Breeze, we got Reggie. Like the Saints might not be good, but they're going to be interesting, you know. And that it 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 really did turn the corner. So Dave, uh, Saints Falcons. Saints are a five and a half point favorite. And oh by the way, if you're a degenerate gambler like I used to be. In Vegas, the Saints are the second ranked team according to. 
the power rankings in Vegas. If anybody's interested in that sort of thing, so the Saints are five. Really? Yeah, they're they're number two. Uh, behind who? The Steelers or the Patriots? Behind the uh, behind the Patriots. So uh, so Vegas really likes them. So so Dave, the Saints are a five and a half point favorite this week. Who you got? Well, you know who I got. <laughs> uh, I got I got them boys in the black and gold. Um, I, you know, it's going to be a close one. It's certainly, uh, unfortunately, I think it's not going to be a, a runaway victory for the Saints like I'm hoping so I can get out of there and make sure I get to mass on time and don't get a divorce. <laughs> um, but, uh, but unfortunately, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be another close one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I think it's going to be more low scoring than mm-hmm. uh, than we're expecting. So I'm going to say it's going to be uh, 21 to 17 Saints, uh, which doesn't cover the spread. It doesn't. And who's the hero of the game? Um, and it's going to be somebody. I'm going to say. Uh, it's going to be Ken Crawley. He's going to have an interception, Ooh, a big interception. We can have another. We can have another infographic from uh, uh, Pro Football Focus about how he can shut down Julio. That would be delight. <laughs> that would be delightful. I'd love my mentions right. to fill up with that. Andrew, who you got? I don't know what it is about the Falcons, but Michael Thomas always plays well against. He them. does, man. Uh, he had two terrific games last year. He played well on Thursday night. So, and he seems to have. He seems on a hot streak. So he's my MVP. Um, and, you know, listen, this might be the uh, sashimi talking that I had uh, at uh, Shogun tonight for dinner on, on Vets. But uh, I'm going to say Saints 57, oh Falcons 2. Oh, my God. Uh, blowout. <laughs> this is going to be like the Rams game against the Seahawks, you know, where everyone kind of expects a close game. It's a division thing. and. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, this is a great one to watch, and it's just going to be one of those where everyone expects one thing, and then you know the, the people that aren't watching the game are going to see a scoreboard, and they're going to say, "Whoa, the Saints are up forty-seven to nothing in the third quarter. What happened?" <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, the biggest Saints win over Atlanta is forty-two to nothing in nineteen eighty-seven. By the way, that record is going to be broken. It's going to be a bloodbath. I'm going to say Saints 35, Falcons 21. Um, and I don't know if you can call him MVP or hero, but I see some really nice things in the Saints return game from Tommy Lee. He's going to break a punt to seal it and run back up. Well, that that's uh, that's. That's a bold prediction. Yeah, he's going to – I I mean, I, I just – I see, like, I see the Saints uh, with wise cough, like the old man with the cigarette and the, the Jack Daniels on the sideline. Like, they, I think – I see improvement in the return game. I think he's going to bust one, and it's going to be 35-21 Saints, and Tommy Lee's going to get all the headlines and fun. Tom, uh, Tommy Lee deserves a little love. I mean, he's a pretty good return man. He, he's shown some things. Yeah, I mean – it. But I is that crazy? I I see like improvements with the return. I mean, I know they had, he ran the one back where they had like nine hundred flags. But um, the return 
game is the best it's looked in Ye- years. It's not saying much. It's a- but, it's it's, yeah. it's almost average. Yeah. Um. Almost. Not quite though. No, almost. So. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna say Saints 35-21. Tommy Lee is your hero. And, uh, well, we just all picked the Saints to win. I, we know what the hell it goes. Well, we picked all we picked the Saints to all win last week. I mean, I don't. Did we? We didn't. We pick. We all picked them. To, we all picked them. To I win. was the only one that picked. The, I mean, the Saints to win last time they picked the Falcons. Yeah, I did. Jesus yeah, Christ! Guess who, guess, guess who was right? Yeah, me, baby, God. me. So, thanks, that, refs. Thanks. I wish they would freaking throw Stelio Jones. Just, I wish Matt Ryan would stop scrambling for first downs. But anyway, people... Is that, is that the guy that plays for the Falcons that has less receiving touchdowns than Michael Thomas this it year? It is. And my, Matt oh, Ryan yeah. was short Just of checking. that marker. Not very good for my fantasy team. So, so, hey people, remember to donate for Drunk Saints History Season 2. You're going to want it. We have so many good topics to talk about next year. And you're, and you're going to want that during the off-season doldrums when you need stuff to listen to at work. You're going to want the extra one a month. So, uh, donate now. So, for Dave, for Andrew, uh, I'm Ralph. Until next week, the bar is closed. Merry Christmas, everybody! <laughs>